Hey, this is Trevor Shand from Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew Podcast. There's a streaming service that has undeniably changed our lives as horror fans. It's called Shudder. It's got an unbeatable selection of everything in the genre, from thrillers to the supernatural, Hollywood favorites, cult classics, and exclusives from the most exciting and adventurous creators in the space that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's uncut, commercial-free. We have discovered so many of what have become our all-time favorites on Shudder. Psycho Gorman, original series like the legendary Greg Nicotero's Creep Show. Sign up at Shudder.com. Dude, Luke, the printer is still busted. What the fuck, man? Welcome to the Topless Robot Podcast episode. Fuck, is it four? It's four already, it's I four. think. Is it four? No, it's five. Is this five? This is five. Five. I've, I've actually spent five days in a, locked in a room with you fuckers, Jesus. I mean, like, it's not like it was in a row. That's true. I'm Ryan. I'm Brooks. <laughs> I'm Tyler. And we've got shit all to talk. No, I take that back. There was one thing that, uh, there were actually a few things. I feel like that's a terrible way to start a podcast. <laughs> we've got nothing to say. <laughs> I've been done. <laughs> talk to you next week. <laughs> I was in a coma for seven days. <laughs> I See feel you like next it. week. Goddamn. Well, no, I shouldn't say I feel like I've been, yeah, I feel like I've been in a coma for the past two days. Um, but, uh, so did you guys see what, um, Elmo Drafthouse did to raise awareness on on voting. I did not. No. Uh, so everyone knows that they've got a very strict no cell phone policy. Yeah. Like, they'll kick you out. It's well known. Oh, I've seen it. My my first time going, I did a double feature of Rogue One followed by It's a Wonderful Life. It's a strange combo. That's a very that strange. Well, I wanted, I, wanted to see, I wanted to see It's a Wonderful Life, and I ended up getting off of work way early, and I was just like... I'll go see Rogue One. Well, so it wasn't a planned double feature. No, it was, was just a really weird one. Now that's one he had circled on his calendar from day I, one. I he figured was like, that, man, okay, they're on this in the same theater, back to back. We're doing it. I figured oh. that this is like one of those weird, obscure Elmo Draft House uh, <laughs> planned back to back things. Like a uh, character in uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" actually says three words from the same line that's referenced in Rogue One. <laughs> Let's watch both movies back to so, back and then debate. Yeah. Clarence, whether Clarence, I matters. can't shake him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Strike me down with one of your hatred, Mr. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you you've seen this in in yeah in... I, I saw it in action so I was I was watching It's a Wonderful Life and enjoying it because that is one of my favorite movies um, and the guy sitting next to me so he was already a little tipsy when he came in because um, he was hanging out at the bar um, which is another thing I like about Alan Draft. of course it's like well I can if I if I so felt it I can get a a beer and enjoy it with my, my and not movie. just a beer but good beer yes and for lots of good local stuff. Um, Great crap. Although I got a PBR. <laughs> okay, that's just insulting. Uh, yeah. Well, they they didn't have uh, they didn't have Shiner, so you know, and like it's a Texas. They're from Texas. So. Yeah, but they still have a lot of very very good, very good craft beers and and food. And I love that the popcorn comes in a metal bowl, not a bag, so it's not yeah. like you know that crinkling sound mm-hmm. next to you. But this guy. Um, who was like a teacher or something like that. He said he was a teacher 
and he was like did he just announce this I, to the theater as he sat down? Her. Like I said, he was... Is that how you knew that he'd had a few? He just arrived in the theater and went, Hello, everybody, I'm a teacher! Well, just like, in case this comes up on a podcast, someone down the line, I yes. am a teacher! Stories, pre- so pre- you know? stories prefabricated by time. <laughs> no, um, he, well, like, he was, like, sat down was, like, you know, it was well before the, any like, even the the stuff they show on the screen got started. Like mm-hmm. I, was, I was just waiting around. So I got in there as soon as I could. And this guy rolls in and he's sitting down making conversation. Cause I'm like by myself. So I can't like pretend like I'm talking to the person next to me, uh, to avoid talking to other people. Sure. Um, and so, uh, he's just making small talk, whatever. So the movie starts, you know, and he's had a couple of beers and by a couple, I mean like four, um, and he starts like shouting something like, you know, no, don't do it. <laughs> like at the screen. And they like, oh, it was great. The you know the the, the goons came out and they he's were just doing like, this to. It's a wonderful life. Oh, it's a what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The, the most hardcore movie ever. I have so never many mind questions. that. Is this the first time he's ever seen? It's a wonderful life. Uh, no, I, that that's the thing. He's just like this is one of favorite movies, and I'm like, okay, well, it's like, well, me too. You know, I'm getting excited about this. My first yeah. time at Alamo Draft House, and then they bounce this guy out, and I was just like, that was amazing. <laughs> You know, I can I, I control the fate of every other audience member with this little piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't get them necessarily kicked out, but I can use it as a means of intimidation. But he had to know that it was you because you were probably the only other person in the theater, right? No, no, it was it was full. Oh, really? It was full. Oh, yeah, a lot of old people. I like uh, how you just kind of expect Brooks to be the only one in this theater. Like, you're the look, only big enough nerd movie nerd to be Who's going to go see It's a Wonderful Life at Alamo Drafthouse? Besides him, I feel like he's being single out i'm on your side it's i uh no i mean think about it. look <laughs> i was probably just wait like, till christmas and watch it on tbs like the rest of the world <laughs> no I, I wanted to see it i want to see it on the big screen because uh, i love that movie so much um it's one of my favorites <laughs> okay but like really yeah, like, like I, I very genuinely love the movie and so I, I show up and like i'm like uh I'm wearing like my Clash T-shirt and my like leather biker jacket, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like I'm this. This has got my hairs up, and I just look like this this guy. <laughs> People got to be like, why is right, he here? This guy must be here for a discreet drug deal. <laughs> yeah, like the it person who sits next life. to him is just gonna pass just, me the bag yeah. of popcorn, <laughs> got a bunch of money in it. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That's <laughs> yeah, actually a good idea. It's a good this idea for a sketch. You just- <laughs> Slide the slide the little baggie of cocaine underneath so, underneath so, the popcorn. So you make the deal, but you end up getting stuck because, like, you know, because you think you're the only people in this movie, and then a bunch of people fill the row. Yeah, <laughs> and right. So you end up being stuck, having to watch a movie that you don't care about with someone else who doesn't care about it. And <laughs> happens to be like your drug dealer. And you're yeah. just like, well, you know, we saw uh, um, we saw uh, four Christmases, yeah. uh, <laughs> Christmas in the Cranks three or something. Went like to a Runaway they- Bride. <laughs> We were at the showing of Pretty Woman. Ten and... things I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just makes me think of uh, um, whatever the movie that Frances McDormand takes all of her dates to in Burn After Reading. What are you doing up uh, up there? Why why don't you come down? Why don't you come up here? It's like some romantic comedy or some shit that's like Runaway Bride or something oh, like that. Something and about Mary? So th- no, no, no. Not uh-huh. e- not anything nearly that funny. Okay. But no, it's it's like Richard Gere and uh uh someone else or something. I can't even remember. But oh, yeah. in Burn I- After Reading, Frances McDormand's character is t- like if trying to find a date 
uh, online, and every date she goes to see this movie with them. And so we just get little excerpts of this movie, and it's just... Ugh. That is the most random, small, like, reference. I, I, I don't think I've actually ever heard anyone reference Burn After Reading before. I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. I, I, I am, am too, huge, but that's not the Coen, Coen Brothers, Brothers fan. movie that people reference I love Burn often. After Reading. I do, too. I love that movie, but everyone I talk to hates that movie. Especially J.K. Simmons at the end. He's yes! like, what do we learn from all this? Uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, nothing. It, it, nothing. Uh, <laughs> Fuck nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, sir. <laughs> well, all right. I just love J.K. Simmons. <laughs> J.K. Simmons yeah. needs to be in everything. Yeah. I liked him a lot in Whiplash, too. Yeah. I like, was, him, yeah. I like him a lot as the yellow M&M. Is he really? Yes, wow. he is. What? And then red M&M is uh, Philip J. Fry. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons has been the yellow M&M forever. And watch, I'm going to look this up and I'm completely wrong. <laughs> that'd be really hilarious if I was wrong. But no, I'm like... You think all, all bald guys look the oh. same? Yeah, right. That <laughs> <laughs> was sixth sense. Oh, look, it's you know J.K. It Simmons. looks like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Can't tell um, if that's Bruce Willis, J.K. Simmons, or or uh, or Moby. <laughs> I didn't know Mr. Clean was in this. <laughs> so, um, uh, Elmo Draft House, uh, in order to uh, yes, get people I was right, to vote, way, sorry. it was J.K. Yes, Simmons. Yes, and he's been it since the beginning. Wow. But... Wow. Wow. Um, wow. So, uh, they uh, posted an article that was like, uh, should we keep our cell phone policy? You vote. You know, like you, you, uh, we're looking for feedback from, from the community. I'm like, what the, f- yeah, of course you fucking should. How is this even, what, this isn't how Alamo Drafthouse does anything. And I click into it and it's like, no, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. This isn't even a conversation. This is just to tell you that you need to fucking vote. You need to get out and vote. Midterm elections are coming out soon, coming up soon, and the deadlines for registra- registering to vote are coming up very soon, and you need to do that right now. This has nothing at all with us changing our cell phone policy. Because it's not going to happen. That is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. No, I, I like I like a lot of the little things like that happening around, you know, like like I know Uber and Lyft are gonna be like providing rides for people that need oh, that need great. them to get out are and they vote. Really? That's great. Yeah, that like, I, like really either cool. free free rides or like super reduced ones so they can just like get people out because like, yeah, it's it's getting weird, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a lot weird. of people are identifying that and it's like, look, if you're gonna make it harder for people to vote, then we're gonna bridge the gap. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know how we're going to bridge the the gap that was just blown to Native Americans. Yeah, fuck that. I am that North Dakota thing. Like oh. that was just like, like it's try not to be so obviously dastardly, guys. Yeah. Like, like I'm just seeing like you know a guy with a mustache at a desk being like, <laughs> and now enact this next evil plan. And like, it, come on, if I'm not mistaken, that was Brett Kavanaugh's first deciding vote. Oh, I see. Um, the but uh, and I don't know all the details, but uh, the uh, as far as I know, as I recall from the little bits that I've read here and there, it's uh, requiring a uh, federal ID in order to to vote, and Native Americans are frequently only issued a reservation card. 
Um, what I was reading about that was uh, something about you need to have like a physical address and not a PO. Oh, box. that's what it is. That yeah. is what it is. Yeah, and it's like it's like well, you know, that's like that is very purposely. Yeah. Um, you know, meant to to take away you know the voice of the the people that that they're they don't want voting from and the issue that's what it was because on the reservation they don't have street addresses they uh at the post office will not issue them street addresses they will only give them po boxes mm-hmm. and so it's not even a thing where it, it, like they can oh just go get a photo id or you know whatever yeah. it, that's what it was i had totally spaced that yeah, yeah. It's, it's i i went down it's last week disgusting yeah yeah i went down yeah, last week um to the uh the recorder's office because i was just like you know what uh, I only have a couple of days to, and it's been a while since I've like checked in on that since mm-hmm. the last time. And I was like, you know, and I had a difficult, I couldn't f- access my information for some reason. when I was trying to look it up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go down, I'm going down to that recorder's office. I'm going to make things right. <laughs> you know, and I was, I was wearing my, my days of future past t-shirt, you know, and blasting some punk rock on the way in there. And I was just like, I walk in and I'm just like ready for to be challenged some for some reason because I'm just so pumped. <laughs> and I ring the bell very gingerly and I, I and this lady that looks like um, uh, Kevin's mom from Home Alone. Okay, sure. Uh, just re- really nice. <laughs> just really nice. Kevin. Yeah, it's really nice. And I'm just like, and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I need. Uh, you know, is this where I can go to make sure that I'm registered? To vote? And, you know, and she's heard this a thousand times today already. And she was just like patiently waiting for me to, to finish, you know, being huffy. And sure. she's like, yeah, here you go. Fill <laughs> <laughs> out the forms. Yep, time, this time stamps it. Cool. And she's like, and, and you know, now you're registered to vote. And I'm just like, Mrah! took a picture outside, you know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is where it begins, brothers. I sure <laughs> went down them. to the nearest army <laughs> surplus or bought, bought a uh, American flag, started waving in the wind, right? <laughs> oh, no, I, I have. I, I already have an American flag. But no, it's the purpose is going to the army surplus store and, and yeah. getting it from there uh geez grandpa i didn't know those <laughs> those, were, those were still a thing i think they're still a thing i'm uh, pretty sure they're, they're still a thing yeah yeah <laughs> they're not they're not how they used to be that's for sure because like i remember going when i was like 19 speaking of grandpa. some really cool stuff and then now i go in and it's like all brand new like civilian combat boot type stuff oh sure and, so not like retired stuff though. yeah not like cool old like you know i'm a kid in the 80s you know wearing like my dad's stuff, stuff canteen from the 60s yeah can, you know big k-bar can i quickly interject here you called me grandpa for bringing up army surplus stores and now you're lambasting them for not being the way that they used to be yeah well you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to resurrect the five and dime here okay like, or woolworth's <laughs> <laughs> These Meanwhile, damn kids ruining my army surplus stores. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here, older than both of you, just yeah. chuckling. <laughs> older <laughs> than both of us combined. In his head, just on repeat: "Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn!" You damn kids! <laughs> Quit making what's the racket? <laughs> so, uh, in other news, um, I feel like, uh, especially considering we have recently been talking about the Netflix Marvel uh, series uh, that we uh, should uh, touch on the fact that we are not going to see an Iron Fist season three. Season two was not enough to wash the bad taste of season one out of people's mouths. 
I apparently this is more of an unpopular opinion than I thought it was because now I'm seeing a lot more people. Yeah, well, season two sucked. I thought it was fantastic. I've heard from and granted this is anecdotal. I've heard from everyone you know who I know who has watched it that it was good and it made up for season one sucking. It, I would 100 percent agree. It was it was a. Uh, it was good, not just because I had really low expectations, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I literally had the lowest of expectations. It just was like just like Red Baron Pizza. And, 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 and Tina's party pizzas. I'm not expecting flying with the lowest I like, expectations. I like that, that you said it's not even Totino's. You said Totina's. It's the knockoff Totino's. <laughs> Bro, Brotino's. <laughs> Bro you, know what, you know what you're getting into. It's the dollar store Totino's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brotino's sounds like a really upscale Buffalo Wild Wings. When when <laughs> when they say it's a frozen a frozen pizza with a cracker crust, they literally mean saltines. <laughs> <laughs> Except not saltines, because saltines is a brand. It, it's the off-brand so saltines. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> just salt crackers v- value salted choice salted cardboard <laughs> god that just makes me think of um, uh, Paul and Storm have a series of short jingles that they wrote and they made one for Domino's it goes when you're done with your Domino's pizza eat the box because it tastes the same <laughs> Dominoes, because no one else is open. <laughs> I mean, but you know, you don't, you don't see, you don't see, uh, you don't see Totino's out there filling potholes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's true. What it's a true. what a weird what a weird yeah, yeah, universe we live in. Yeah, you know, we have we have Domino's going and filling potholes, and we have Pornhub with snow plows. <laughs> mm. I mean, honestly, if and you're going to give Pornhub a job. A snow plow would be the perfect, the perfect yeah, yeah, job yeah, for them. Yeah. That and one actually it would makes have a lot to be sense. called Mr. Plow. Yep. <laughs> um, the uh, Pornhub is also like the best insight into the actual, you know, uh, uh, personality of America. Yeah, <laughs> they become this very interesting analytics platform. It's super. weird. And when they like. When there was the scare, the uh, the okay. missile scare in Hawaii, mm-hmm. th- how uh, their traffic like spiked and then went down. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> when your final moments come, so yeah. do you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's very true. Uh, they should have changed their tagline to that <laughs> for those two days. But yeah. But then, I mean, if you think about it, if, if that's your tagline, then it's like, mm. oh, well, when my final moments are here, I'll go to that website. Yeah. Oh, man. They should they depressing. should advertise uh, for funeral with funeral home stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, just just like... Just the, Google just, just like Just like the script for Iron <laughs> Fist Season 3. <laughs> oh. It's okay. It, it'll come back in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and and they'll get they'll they'll put a spin on it to make it different because the context of our conversation had changed and we were now speaking with, under the Pornhub umbrella. <laughs> when Iron you said Fist. Iron Fist, I didn't <laughs> connect it to Netflix. I didn't think of the established Netflix series. My brain literally didn't go there. It immediately went, "Oh my, <laughs> oh my!" <laughs> Iron Iron Fist featuring Destro. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm honestly surprised there's not a porn parody of Iron Fist already. Like, I'm sure there's got to be. 
Yeah, you, it's got to be. You could always do like a Wild West take on it and call it Ferris Fisticuffs. Marvel did say that <laughs> that Iron Fist would be coming back in some compa- capacity. They did say. They did not rule out. Coming back to the well, bargain bin. <laughs> I mean, realistically, though, Marvel's owned by Disney. Yeah, that's true. Iron Fist will, will be back in your queue if you're a completionist. Which actually reminds <laughs> me of other news, which is good and bad, depending on how you look at it, in the uh, comic entertainment sphere of uh, James Gunn is now going to be put in charge of Suicide Squad, which means we might actually get a good Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, Not a bumblebee. <laughs> I'm I'm bummed that uh, we won't have him on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm very bummed. They're going to use his script. Such though. a great. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Really? They are using his script, which is, you know, it's cool because as fans, we're going to at least get the next Guardians the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Besides, you know, him directing, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it, I, I, if I remember right, they, they said that they're, uh, they confirmed that they're going to use his script at they least. Sold, he sold them their script, which was rigged to self-destruct when they got to the, <laughs> got to the middle of the, of the page. It just says, fuck you, Disney. Boom! <laughs> Wait a minute. This is the script from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. <laughs> but as... We didn't notice because they were very similar. <laughs> to see DC hiring is like talent that has established themselves as knowing how to take this specific type of material and make it really really good no one knew who the fuck guardians of the galaxy was before the movies came out i barely knew i knew i knew what i knew who star lord was just because you know when you read a lot of marvel you know their characters get around but it's just like i don't care who this is i knew about rocket raccoon and that Mm -hmm. was pretty much it but um the uh so no one thought that that movie was going to do well because sure you make an iron man movie people have heard of iron man you know you make a a thor movie you make a captain america movie these are these are established well in you know the the collective consciousness of even people who have world even people who haven't like read the comics right kind of have a vague understanding of who these characters are just because of pop culture so yeah it makes sense to make those movies but guardians of the galaxy guardians guardians kind of opened up that whole like hey we can take we can take some property that wasn't really that popular to begin with Mm -hmm. and we can make it fun and awesome like uh and now aren't they making a squirrel girl Mm-hmm. I th- I think, I think so. I, I, what what I want them to do is I want them to make a Beta Ray Bill movie because Beta I don't Ray, know Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. So you you should uh, you should pull that uh, pull up what he looks like because it's like it's like Thor, uh, but slightly cooler in an alien sort of way. Oh, interesting. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of thought you said Gatorade Bill. For a <laughs> Gatorade and I was like, Bill. Is this a uh, <laughs> corporate tie-in? Oh, to Gatorade? I have seen Beta Ray Bill before. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I, 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 you know, you can take stuff like that now and you can do what, you can make movies out of that. Yeah, right. Because like, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be important to your cinematic universe, although Guardians is. Um, but, you you know, you could take stuff like, that's why we got Luke Cage and Iron Fist and, and, uh, and, and honestly, Daredevil. Agents of, Sh- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Agents, well... 
I don't really like Cajun in the Shell. Yeah, I, I kind of did after after they have got you, through. Have you not watched Agents of Shield? I, I have. It's just really like I'm suffering from superhero fatigue at the moment. Ah, uh, so. I really. But enjoyed. it's the only place that we can go to see Ghost Rider. It is. It uh, is. Or you could get Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance from any bargain bin, or uh, <laughs> and fast forward through the Nick Cage parts, <laughs> which leaves. 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked, like, I, a lot of people give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot of crap. But I, after it was able to get beyond the movies, like, it was kind of, like, stuck. Like, they were, like, it felt like it was waiting for um, uh, for Captain the Captain America Winter Soldier stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. And then once it got past that and got to be its own thing and, like, wasn't relying on the movies to give it give it some placement in the world sure like i thought that it got really good like there's a lot of interesting characters yes we don't get a ton of superheroes until later on once we start but uh but the writing was good the characters were great and it's i've only seen the first two seasons okay um and it's interesting uh i i find the characters to be likable um Grant's interesting. Sky is cool. And, yeah. You know. Um. But it it failed to kind of hook me. It takes a while. That is one of those that I again I kind of made fun of a, a podcast or two ago about like oh we have to wait seven seasons sure, for sure. it to be good. That was one. It was like season and a half, and then it got really. Good. I mean, I felt I felt like I really wanted to stick with it, and it wasn't bad enough for me to go nah fuck this uh but it wasn't good enough for me to go when's the next episode because it there wasn't a lot that happened the first season or or so like it was it really was all just character development like they didn't have a lot of big oh gotcha moments like sure it was just kind of well-written decent really good characters not low quality from inside the helicarrier (laughs) (laughs) basically when you start when you start getting into Phil and everything that happens to Phil and all that yeah. stuff. That's when it got really good. But yeah, I need to revisit that. I really need I to revisit it. that. I I, I like that part very much where uh, Phil uh, called in Genesis. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> and uh, just so you I'm know, not going to give you the silent treatment for that one like we did last week. But I'm just going to let you know. You should feel ashamed. Everyone say goodbye to tonight. Brooks. <laughs> God, no! <laughs> Everyone say goodbye to Brooks. I'm forcibly throwing him out of here. I'm normally a lover of puns, but you can go home, sir. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> in the uh, comic uh, media news, Titans debuted. This past week. Oh, I forgot about that. I I completely forgot that that was happening. So it's the first, I think, uh, DC Universe exclusive. Oh, for for their streaming service? For their streaming service, right. Um, And uh, I watched the uh, first episode. Is it good? Um, I am hopeful. I'm not impressed. Mm. I wasn't Um, impressed by... Fuck Batman. Yeah, it seemed, yeah. A little, it seemed a little edgy there, you know. I mean, it they... felt like edgy for edgy's sake. They are... Uh, DC Comics being is really cool. super edgy. There's a lot of death. A Which, whole lot of death. 
it's kind of weird because isn't like the biggest complaint about the DC universe right now is that they are keep on trying to revive, you know, Dark Knight and the edgy, dark, gray, sad. And it's like well, the first one. So the thing with the Dark Knight, you know, series is that I don't have a problem with how, you know, dark it was and, no. and edgy it was. Uh, the you can't make a thing like Titans follow the same formula as Dark Knight because in the the Dark Knight series, all these characters, none of them are supernatural in any way, shape, or form, and they're not ever remotely portrayed in that way. So they're they're more portrayed in a way that uh, explains the supernatural and they're just normal schlubs. Yeah. You know, like a uh, scarecrow and, and shit like that. Well, that was definitely, uh, you know, canon. Like that's a thing is that scarecrow used a, a fear nerve agent, then kind of, uh, uh, exploited that, um, in his costuming and, and things like that. Um, in his representation in like animated in Batman the animated series and stuff like that, I, I think maybe you've seen him outside of the scarecrow outfit once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it He's was just, it was like an unmasking, guy. you know, like a you know, Scooby Doo style. I would have yeah. gotten away with it too yeah, if it weren't like, for that meddling bat. Yeah, w- w- what's cool is that you know, like you know, the bat, you know, Batman's rogues gallery are filled with yeah, okay, a lot of these people are like regular people or were at one point, but then. You know, they have this supernatural facade around them that makes that puts the super in super villain where it's like, right. Oh, man, the scarecrow's like really into Halloween and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or like, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Freeze is, you know, cold and emotionless and, and, and had an accident. But now he looks like, you know, some science fiction thing. And right. You know, it's, it's cool. Instead of trying to make it like, well, he has a blue jacket and he likes it when it's cold out. So, <laughs> uh, that's Mr. Freeze now. I think um, Freeze Ray. So the and that same formula can't work in Titans Mm -mm. because Raven is supernatural. Starfire is supernatural. Supernatural. Beast Boy is supernatural. Cyborg to an extent. I mean, it's not really supernatural, but it's super. It's it's fantasy sci-fi. Right. But Cyborg fits within the confines of like uh, Dr. Freeze, right? Where it's science building him back to be you know uh, making him able to live it's still fantasy sci-fi you know like, sure sure but, but in, i get what you're saying it, it fits within the established confines of the reality it's you like know, mad the, science yeah the the human villains it's weird science you know stuff like that and then you have guys like killer croc that are like half man half croc yeah or man bat and <laughs> man 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 but man but um i like the actress they got to play Raven looks perfect. Yeah. Though young. That's so Raven. Compared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I why I left at that one. I, I didn't even shit w- for Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. funny. I didn't even watch that show growing up. I just love being able to use that God joke. Damn it. Um, but, uh, though she seems young comparatively to Robin. Um, Beast Boy is like a male model who's green. And uh, Starfire, I think, uh, seems interesting, though. And and I should preface all of my judgment on the fact that I got into Teen Titans 
from the original cartoon. Me too. I did not read any of the books. Um, oh, same. So I don't actually know what book canon is. What The canon that it was established for me was in the Teen Titans cartoon. Um, Which was fun and... And, and interesting. And it was fun and well-written and very interesting. And I do know that they make nods to the the books with, like, Speedy being one of the Titans. And, uh, uh, you know, like... Aqualad. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The Beetle Dude, where he's got, like, a parasite on his back or, or some shit. Uh, uh, a parasitic beetle. Uh, he's, like, got a symbiotic relationship with a beetle or something. I oh, can't Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Symbiotes. Oh. Look, just because I say symbiotic doesn't mean it's a symbiote. Uh, it's, or rather, it doesn't mean it's the symbiote. <laughs> Could be. Uh-huh. Can you hand me a beer? No. Please. I would appreciate it if you would. You have the last one, apparently. Well, you've got one more. Unless you put the bottle cap back on an empty one. Oh, nope. You're right. We're all alcoholics. Island Lager. The only one who doesn't drink when we record podcasts is Brooks. Hi. I, uh, uh, I, I don't really drink that much. <laughs> Neither do I. But when oh. hanging out with friends, I usually drink. I, I drink a little bit. That is to say... I don't hang out with friends a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has no friends. He has people that tolerate him. But on occasions, I have been Just known kidding. to occasionally knock back a can or two of my fa- of my beverage of choice. PBR? Tab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the long and the short on that Titans thing is we will see. Uh, I believe there are two episodes that are available right now, though uh, my uh, DCU app crashed whenever uh, it, it failed to play the second episode. And they're like the standard 44 minute affair. Um, and uh, I'm I'm intrigued enough to give it a Continue go watching because they spent a majority of that first episode just introducing everybody. Yeah, it's basically Titan roll call, you know, and remember this. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of. They're like, did we get close enough to what you had in your mind? How about here? How about here? Maybe? Please, please, give us, give us attention. Give yeah. us attention. Love me. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm also hopeful in seeing that uh, the NBC series Constantine is one of the most popular uh, uh, viewed series on the DC Universe app. Is which it? Which hopefully would lead, lead to a re relaunch of Constantine because oh, please. I John loved yeah. that Matt show. Well, Ryan I didn't even know that was a DC thing for a while. Oh, it's perfect. It perfect. He is and and that's the reason well, it's Vertigo. It's, oh yeah, oh, they, oh. That's the reason I go back like like I I stopped watching Arrow completely and all the all of the uh CW uh comic book series I don't watch any of the CW they're, they're, series. The Flash is good. The fucking arrow just I I got lost season three. It was it's just I got so pissed off. Like, I have long rants about it, but you know that that's now yeah. like three years old, four <laughs> years old. <laughs> Hashtag really not, not, not my Ollie Queen. Oh, I, I mean, it, he's not anyone's Ollie Queen because he's fucking Batman. Anyway, I never got into Green Arrow, so I don't know how how far I, off the mark they could be. I just got sick of watching another fucking you know rich dude decide that he was gonna do something dumb. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, you know, that's because he has uh, top-notch health care, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, the, my, the only my reason issue... I know anything about the about Green Air in the first place is because I have a, I have a friend who's like, uh, who's really very specifically into the Green Arrow and like did a good costume and stuff like that. Had as much. This was when you know the handlebar mustache, uh, or, you know, waxing your mustache. He was super into that at the time, and it was just. I ended up secondhand learning a bunch of stuff about the Green Arrow. That's just like uh, weird, random stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, whenever you hang out with people that like obscure or superheroes, or I should say, not like you know top you know top tier superheroes like yeah, Batman, yeah. Um, you learn weird stuff. I do have to preface this: I never read the Arrow comics. I just got, really liked the first couple of seasons of the Arrow. After the first half of season one, I, it was the first comic book show. Was it? Like the one. Uh, the, I mean, not really. If you Not if really you if you want to go back. But in the revival. Like Smallville and it was shit like that. For sure. Smallville was the yeah. first the Flash from the 90s. I mean, in the. Re- <laughs> I started watching that. That's on the DC Universe app. And I started watching that. It's that's some cheese tastic nonsense right I mean, there. It was the revival that started really the, kind good. of the revival of the comic book shows. Like, in the, that's what I mean. I know it's not the quintessential first one, but like, there wasn't a lot of comic book stuff on TV when sure. the Arrow came out. It was really cool mm-hmm. to watch. It, it had a rocky first half of the first season, and then but after that, it got really good. And I mean, we have John Barrowman as Merlin and. And Merlin. which is always really fun. Oh, I love John Barrowman, but I don't it, know a, who the fuck Merlin is wow. in that universe. He's a wizard. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank but you John Barrowman for that is clarification. In the show for your all, information, he is yeah, fantastic. I love John Barrowman. John um, Barrowman's always fantastic. But long, it got to a point, jumped the shark way too much. I lost it. But uh, going back to Constantine, Matt Ryan has made a few appearances. In the oh, era. really? Those are the episodes that I come back to to rewatch just because I, I, I it's it's so good. He it's is fantastic. I as much as I loved the Constantine film, I realized that that is not John Constantine. With Keanu. Keanu is not John Constantine. Johnstantine. Johnstantine. <laughs> John Wickenstein. Um, J- <laughs> I'm going to cut off your Johnstantine. <laughs> Johnstantine. <laughs> So I would I would uh, more than welcome a uh, Constantine uh, uh, continuation reboot uh, revival whatever it may be. There are plenty of Hellblazer storylines for them to pull from, um, and uh, the uh, though something that was pointed out to me uh, by my girlfriend is that. I was like, you got to watch this. I I love Constantine. It's so good. And she started watching it and she goes, this is just supernatural. It's hard not to draw the comparisons. But now, especially considering it got to one episode. And I can't remember what episode it is off the top of my head. But she goes, they had literally this exact storyline in Supernatural. The exact storyline. The exact villain. The exact, exact storyline. Who wore it better? <laughs> I, I remember that episode too, actually, and I'm I'm having difficulty like remembering exactly which one, but I definitely every once in a while there was a few episodes that were close too that were kind of similar. But I don't watch Supernatural. I do because the the two protagonists just seem like you know uh, generic heartthrob casting. Honestly, they're kind of like hilarious. CW generic heartthrob casting. You know, we're like, appealing to a demographic right now. Yeah, <laughs> but. I love John Constantine. Like he's not a heartthrob. 
No. You know, he is the definition of a, uh, I wouldn't say anti-hero, but like a reluctant hero in that, you know, all of his things, whether he wants to admit it or not, everything that he does is self-serving in some way. And he's and he's broken because of that. And yeah, he's got this more like a like a noir detective. Yeah, sort that's what of I thing love. I love the noir. Yeah, I, I could go on about about my favorite noir movies <laughs> all day. Let let me tell you. But uh, I, uh, I feel like you're asking for permission here. No, I don't want. Oh. I'm not no, 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 it will not be granted. It will not be granted. <laughs> not here. So we, the Maltese we only Falcon. have so much time. <laughs> yeah. Um. The I came to the realization after watching uh, Titans that uh, one of the reasons why I prefer Marvel to DC is that DC's the jocks. Oh, yeah. And Marvel is the weirdos. Marvel's got their jocks, but Marvel is moreover the freaks, the mutants, the fuck ups. Yeah. You know, the, the people who are, you know, broken, who are not heroes by choice in a lot of cases whereas dc you've got superman who's the perfect fucking being you've got batman a rich guy who decides to learn karate definitely has more rich guy uh, yeah rich guy superheroes and i made this realization in marvel's got iron man watching uh raven uh is on the bus on her way to school in the in the first episode and uh, she starts getting bullied on the bus and the person who is painted as a savior is a jock. And that wouldn't happen in a Marvel, you know, unless we're talking Scott Summers or something. You His know, name like is Biff Jocklin, okay? <laughs> but it's it's that kind of, you know, they they paint the jocks and the popular folk as as saviors, the the perfect people as, yeah. as saviors. As someone who grew up very much on the on the outsides of of any sort of popularity, not even among the nerds was I popular in, in when I was growing up? I was just some punk kid who was a fuck up in everything that I I could ever do. Dweeb. I found a lot to identify with in Marvel stuff, you know, where you had mutants who didn't really know what was going on, didn't know what was wrong, you know, and and just needed guidance, you know, and and shit like that. I identified with that way more than the perfect being saving the fucking planet again. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean like if you think about it, like, um, DC characters seem to have little consequence for being themselves as far as like, you know, Oh, it's Batman. Cool. Everyone likes Batman. You know, everyone likes Superman. You know, all the superheroes are hailed as not only does everyone like Batman, everyone likes Bruce Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Every, you know, everyone is so likable and nobody has to deal with the kind of thing where it's like, uh, in, in the going back to the X Men because I'm an X Men guy as I, I pulled up my X-Men. socks with the X Men logo all over them just now, <laughs> um, that you know they were, you know, they did what they could you know to they do a good job of saving you know the planet a bunch but everyone seems to forget that immediately and it's just you know like, yeah let's let's put them in slave camps let's yeah. let's kill them you know yeah mutants are bad and and. Um, you know, that's uh, in Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man yep. also. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Public menace. Uh, that kind of thing where it's like, you know, there was there was more danger uh, to be a hero as opposed to um, the danger being in how bad was the person you're fighting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a 
classic comic book guy. I didn't re- really read a lot of comics, but now I'm super, you know, I love the movies. I'm a, a lot of people are going to probably be not like the fact that yeah, I'm a movie verse guy. I'm not a comic verse guy, but sure. in, even in the movies, that's very obviously represented where like we see a lot more of the, the other verse, the, you know, like, or, you know, superheroes as other in the Marvel universe, even in the movies, even, even if you include the X, X-Men, um, the crappy X, one, two, and three, I mean, they yeah. weren't great, but you know, they still had that awesome X one and two weren't terrible. No, nope. I liked X. I liked X two specifically a lot. X three is the one where it all went downhill. X X have you <laughs> X one has not aged very well. <laughs> I haven't watched. It. I, I've watched it in recent history, and yeah, it's um, it's pretty bad. It, it's it's weird. It's like I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. You know, because like the <laughs> the leather outfits and stuff like that. It was sure. like saber. You know, coming fishes. off of like Blade and stuff like that, where it's like, oh man, our hero. You know, all of our heroes move to an edgy industrial soundtrack, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like it, superheroes weird emo phase for a second. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I Honest, mean, honestly, X one and two come down to. Uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart just eating scenery. Like, oh, that's, yeah. well, nowadays that's pretty much what, what it what is. What they do. Oh, yeah. it's just fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't read a ton of the comics when I was growing up. I uh, I followed two major storylines in both universes. Uh, one was Death of Superman. Yeah, I remember uh, that because one too. that was such a, a tremendous shakeup. It was it was fin- it was back. fascinating to watch it happen. And a friend of the family was buying me these books, and so I was eating those up. And the other was um, Legion, the Ooh. Legion storyline in X Men. Have oh, you yeah. watched Legion? I've watched Legion. Yes. Um, oh my god! And. It, it's interesting. So I'll I'll come back to that. But le- between those two storylines, Legion is the one that is most fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because so uh, to uh, since you uh, Tyler were not a reader of the books, um, the this the major Legion uh, plot line was so Legion is Xavier's son. And uh, he is arguably the most powerful mutant to ever exist. Um, and I and I won't argue about that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keywords right I'm now. Like, no, I mean, that's why I say arguably. Yeah. You know, we can go down about how Apocalypse is the perfect original mutant and all nah. you know, any of that. I mean, there's there's a million other options. But with this particular cocktail that Legion has... Uh, he is particularly dangerous and unpredictable. Um, I mean, he, he's basically a, a multiple personality case uh, where each of his personalities has different powers. Yes. Um, I have read into it while watching the Legion show. I try to do that. When and show, so in this major line, he decides that he's going to put an end to uh, mutant, you know, all, all the, the mutant negativity by going back in time to kill Magneto. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't realize that back then, Magneto and his dad were very close, and they were friends. And so he's about... And spoilers 
if if you haven't read these books and you intend to read these books, uh, skip ahead probably you know a good five minutes. Um, I am so ready to geek out about the Age of Apocalypse right now. So uh, he uh, tracks down uh, Magneto in the past. Like he travels in the past, tracks down Magneto and is about to plunge a psionic blade into Magneto's face. And Xavier jumps in the way of the blade. He kills his dad. He blinks out of existence, and the X-Men never existed. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that's when they created several X comic books that are alternate reality books because the X-Men never existed. So, But these mutants still existed. And ushering in the... the and I'm, I'm so... I'm so stoked over here right now to start talking about the, <laughs> the Age of Apocalypse because the Age of Apocalypse universe or that that whole story arc, you know, beginning with that is probably one of my it is my favorite X-Men storyline and I think it's one of the greatest uh comic book stories, you yeah. know, because it's a uh, uh it's akin to the Mirror Universe and like Star Trek and stuff like that where yeah. uh because reality you know the, the M Cran crystal uh, which you know how how's reality you know fractured and so, um, uh, Bishop is the only the only X Men that remembers you know remembers the the other timeline, and so you get to see familiar faces and and uh, people that are as, as good guys and people as bad guys that were normally switched, and it's just like like Beast becomes some like evil geneticist guy and he's super crazy and um, because uh, Charles Xavier was killed yep. the x-men were never formed magneto attempts to form an a, a, a something like the x-men um but they weren't ready for apocalypse when he came and thus ushering in this strange dystopian reality in which uh, apocalypse rules and uh mutants are being experimented on and like there's a bunch of humans that are like in europe and there's nuclear it, it's it's a hodgepodge of science fiction parallel universe stuff and it's super rad yeah i uh didn't go too far down the the different branches Mm -hmm. that that they went after the end of that legion uh uh arc yeah um but uh it just it was one of the most intriguing and interesting you know things to me Mm -hmm. uh in in that that storyline i i thought it was just fascinating and shortly after that, like Rogue got her own book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gambit got his own book too. Gambit got uh, his own book after that. Uh, they created a character out of the Age of Apocalypse universe, uh, which is a different version of Cable. Um, so hmm. it's not it's not the Cable that we know and love. It's his name is Nate Gray, uh, as opposed to Nate Summers. Um, sure, and he he's X Man, uh, and so he was introduced into the regular. X-Men universe via um, you know a temporal disturbance in the time rift Star Trek explanation um, sure. and so he gets to exist he's a he's genetically identical to Cable but he has different sets of powers he's not like a you know super tough soldier from the future he's just like this guy uh, who was raised by like I think Forge and some other people and you know has very strong psychic abilities like think like a less cool Jean Grey <laughs> with n- rad 90s hair and I think I've, um, I've, I've heard of i've heard of x-man, X-Man. yeah it's X-Man. it's it's pretty cool like and then uh cyclops in the alternate timeline 
has one eye because his other eye was clawed out by Wolverine. Interesting. Um, and so Wolverine has a metal stump uh, where his hand oh, was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, cool. it's so cool. Because, like, Scott and Jean Grey never got together because Scott, along Obviously. with his brother, or end up serving Apocalypse. And so at the very end, you know, they uh, they get to, like, you get to see people getting together that, you know, would have in real life anyways. And it's like, this is cool. And then 10 years later, they tacked on to that other universe and, like, stuff that happens and it's it's crazy. You get to see Magneto like the greatest thing that Magneto I think has ever done where he was concentrating so hard that he literally ripped apocalypse apart, you know, molecule at a time and it was just it was you got to read the Age of Apocalypse, dude. Yeah. I need to read. Uh, yeah. I need to read really more cool. comics in the, well, general. So, uh that's added to my list now. I uh say that it's added to your it's list. It's definitely huh? added to my list. Um, I, I I love x-men and i just need to go back and read more comics rather than just watch all the comic books another one that i uh need to add to your list is a trade paperback called marvels yes it is uh basically the marvel universe unfolding from the point of view of a reporter across decades that would be cool a um it is a uh, very well drawn like hyper realistic drawing um and uh, you start out he's just you start out with captain america and the human torch Mm -hmm. the original human torch who is a robot and who's a a bad guy oh oh sorry oh sorry the original original human torch and uh namor the submariner who's a bad guy and uh, you know all this stuff and you know seeing I have heard of from before. the point of view of a reporter across these decades and as you get like to the halfway point of the book you know the mutants start showing up and uh, you know uh, he's covering the essentially racism against the mutants and and things like That's... that and it's really amazingly well written and very so good. it's so so it's good. so cool yeah i love the i love the art style for that one but I, I'm also a sucker for that kind of stuff, like one-offs, alternate realities. Like yep. going to, over to DC real quick with uh, Red Sun. Uh, they take Red the, Sun's really cool. They take I the concept of of uh, Superman, the last Kryptonian, uh, you know, landing on Earth. Well, what if he landed twelve hours earlier or later and landed in Russia? Russia. Oh, uh, so yeah, good. I've heard about so this. Good. And that I've one is so this. cool because it, it takes a character like Superman. Uh, who is inherently like, you know, wants to do good and he's serving the state and things like that. And then as time progresses, you know, you have different because Superman wasn't blah, blah, blah. Then he became blah, blah, blah. And so um, they like and everyone is like that. Like uh, the Green Lantern is like this hardcore like uh, his thing is like they found him in a POW camp. You know, and huh. he was he gave he mentally uh, like fortified himself by imagining exactly the process it would take to rebuild the prison camp, Jeez. like brick so by brick, cool. so and cool. like so that's how he harnesses willpower, and so like that's the kind of will that that Hal Jordan has, and yeah, you know, Batman's like a resistance fighter in the Soviet Union, um, huh? Like you know, so he's it's more like guerrilla warfare stuff, and Wonder Woman is still Wonder Woman, but ends up siding with the Soviet Union. Like, not like, as and then Aquaman, there's, there's, everything is all screwy, and it's super cool. That sounds really fascinating. I, that, uh, really that's good. added to my list now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's called, our ever expanding list because yeah, right. never be filled or yeah. never be finished. <laughs> you, you take Superman's core, you know, beliefs in you know truth, justice, in the blank way. In this case, Soviet Union way, and how far he will go to um, save, and I'm air quoting here, save uh, people to a point where he's like basically lobotomizing people, like ref- reforming criminals uh, by uh, attaching like cybernetic stuff to their heads you know, via uh, Brainiac it's, and then Bizarro gets created as a weapon against the Soviet union by Lex Luthor, who becomes the president of the United States and marries Lois Lane. Interesting. It's, it's very cool. Very interesting. It's, yeah, I'm going to have to give that a read for sure. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half's worth of reading. It's really, really good. Man, we, we've been really comic heavy on this episode. We have no complaints for me. (laughs) I love it's, that stuff. It's as much as I have enjoyed comics in the past. Uh, I don't have as story to history with comics as many mm. people. Me neither. And I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it is definitely one of my my weaker areas. But I'd love. I mean, make me up a fucking list of like. Honestly, I will. I will like make that. you a, a a list, and it won't just be Marvel or DC stuff either, because there's a lot of really good. Oh, there's a, yeah, really good Dark Horse stuff out there. That's not really Star good Wars. image. Image uh, Valiant. Uh, <laughs> Malibu comics. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what? I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Uh, make up your list of must reads, and uh, let's post it on the website. I, I, I will. Like it. I will gladly do that because, like, uh, I've uh, now with this renaissance of of interest in comics and stuff like that. You know, I it's really like it's really wonderful to be able to like you know, talk to people about it now and stuff and not just the same three guys talking about, remember that time and that one issue <laughs> where we found out that Cable's favorite album is Live at the Sands by Frank Sinatra? <laughs> because that that's like the most obscure, like, nerd, like, and I'm proud of it too. It's like, yeah, you know, I know what his favorite album is and I know what Domino's favorite album is and she's a fashion punk because her favorite album is, uh, is uh, Sex Pistols. Never mind the bollocks. And I'm just like, you sell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still do you, do you even like music? <laughs> do you even know? <laughs> All right. So uh, we should probably wrap it up here. Because um, I know Tyler is dancing in his seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler has to pee, and I so do I. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> the wizard. So bad. I have to go to the Wiz Palace. So, uh, Wiz Palace. Uh, Wiz Biz. Tyler, in that case, I'll give you the first rant of uh, this week. Is your rant that you have to pee? Oh. My rant is that I've had to pee for the last, like, 20 minutes, <laughs> and I'm going to explode. And it's, yeah, that's that's my rant for the moment. I don't really actually have anything that I'm super angry about, except for stuff that's, like, five years old. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been having a little bit of a rant in my head for the longest time. The Hobbit 3 is the worst, but I'm going <laughs> to just kind of cut it off there because I, I think everyone knows, but The Hobbit 3 is the worst. And The Hobbit is the worst uh, Lord of the Rings property ever. And I'm really, really scared for the Amazon. I do have a rant. I'm really scared for the Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings adaptation. I don't know if you saw that something is I did happening. Not, no. uh, they're doing an Amazon. There's been an awakening. <laughs> There has been. It's making me have to pee less. So my rage is literally making me have to pee it's less. Like, no, no, no. Wait, wait we can hold on, on to this. We, we need we to have get a this moment. out. Yeah. We need to get this out instead of that for now. <laughs> so we have like three ages of Lord of the Rings to deal, the Lord of the Rings universe to deal with, 
And you know, to be fair, it's the Hobbit universe. Uh, no, listen to me for a second. <laughs> the, the Tom Bombaverse. So, oh, can we please at this point? <laughs> because they've decided that instead of going, you know, back to the first age with Mel, you know, we can get Melkor, we can get all the, the the other two Dark Lords that there have been. They're going to go with young Aragorn. Why? Why do we need to see more of Aragorn's life? We've already, like, the three movies that have already existed, those are, as and as far as I, I'm concerned, they were perfect. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, almost as close to as perfect as you can get. We talking theatrical or extended? Theatrical, extended especially. Theatrical, not bad for what they, the time frame that they had. Like, it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. I love the books. I love the movies. The movies are perfect. I still can't we believe don't they need... gave Lord of the Rings to the guy that did Meet the Feebles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> we, we don't need early Aragorn. Like, there's... We know what happens. It's... it's, it's I, we're just going to get a whole bunch of stupid drama, battles that really don't <laughs> matter. I'm not excited for... I'm, ex- I'm going to watch it because I'm a consumer whore and how. But fuck Why? Why are they doing that? So, so you mean the, it's going to be the equivalent of making a movie about the Titanic? Yes. You'd know the ending. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's... But it, the Titanic's ending hasn't been as endlessly analyzed as Lord <laughs> of the Rings. We know what happened to the Titanic. It hit a... <laughs> it hit a freaking iceberg and sank and, you know... that. But Lord of the Rings, tons of ger- geeks like us, we've been tearing Gerks. that thing apart for years. And that's... I'm just really <laughs> mad. I'm really mad that that's what they decided to go with. I'm so, I mean, almost it's, as mad as I was when I almost walked out halfway through Hobbit 3. Almost as mad as that. I've literally never been... When Dane showed up as a fucking CG... The only CGI dwarf. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you really gonna do that to me? Dane's a badass. And he shows up... Like, why? You could have... <laughs> rage inducing and, and just why did you end the hobbit 2 or why did you start why didn't you end the hobbit 2 with smog's death why did you start hobbit 3 with smog's death that makes no fucking sense like let's let's take the most dramatic part of the book and make it the beginning of a movie are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me Record anyway scratch. yeah that's me i'm the giant dragon you might be wondering how i got myself here <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And then you keep giving it... I don't even remember his name because he didn't exist in the books. But the one guy that... They, they, he, he was the... Uh, he was the worm tongue replacement in, in The Hobbit. Okay. Oh, the, the mayor of Townsville. Basically. Whatever. The guy that they, like, for some reason kept giving responsibility to like hey you go do this important thing he doesn't do it or does the opposite and they're like why did you do that and he's like i don't know okay go do this other important thing he doesn't do it or does the opposite why'd you do that i don't know and then they do it again like every fucking time every fucking time like seriously why i didn't think you had a rant I did have, I didn't, I didn't, and then I got on a roll. I got on a roll. Is there, is there such a thing as having the pee fever? Like, because I think that actually might be just what happened. Yes. Because well, I am just, I, I don't have to pee anymore. I didn't pee. Sorry, I'm, I'm done. It's over. Rant's over. <laughs> you're you're Rant's good. Over. Wow, that was just like. Oh, I had that on my chest for the last, like, month. 
Oh, my God. Well, I mean, maybe Amazon's trying to, you know, steer away from that. Maybe they weren't Tolkien on the idea of uh, repeating The Hobbit. Yeah, I, I, I... But that's what they're basically doing. We already have a prequel to Lord of the Rings. We don't need another prequel to Lord of the Rings. Brooks, I'm taking the fan away from you. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad. I have to pee. I'm sniff. mad and I have to pee. I shall sniff in defiance about that. <laughs> Brooks, Sorry. do you have a rant? You know, I, I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, I don't think I really do, no. I, uh, oh, oh. That, was, that, was, that was weird, man. <laughs> Hey man, that just is, kinda, it, is it normal think, for someone's eyes to move around like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have the the topics that we can get that way over. Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going to crack open an, another case of the Age of Apocalypse, <laughs> and I'm not going to crack open another case of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. It's not fucking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I oh, just did. I feel better. all right that's gonna do us for this week remember you can give us a call and leave a voicemail we will play your voicemail on the podcast and respond to whatever you have to say at 805-222-6287 thanks for tuning in again this week Uh, be sure to review us on uh, the things the platforms that allow it uh, because it helps us Uh, gain more listeners helps us get a little bit of visibility and uh, we appreciate that a great deal um indeed i uh i don't have anything more to say except be excellent to each other i've been ryan bye and i've been brooks and i'm tyler and i really have to pee (laughs) make sure it at your discretion see you next week i can't Hey, this is Trevor Shand from Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew Podcast. There's a streaming service that has undeniably changed our lives as horror fans. It's called Shudder. It's got an unbeatable selection of everything in the genre, from thrillers to the supernatural, Hollywood favorites, cult classics, and exclusives from the most exciting and adventurous creators in the space that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's uncut, commercial-free. We have discovered so many of what have become our all-time favorites on Shudder. Psycho Gorman, original series like the legendary Greg Nicotero's Creep Show. Sign up at Shudder.com.